cold world make way for the chosen one What you now hear is putting fear in all the older ones Downplay me to downgrade me like they don't notice some Your shoes too big to feel, I can barely squeeze my toes in them uh, We are joined by Sean Sutherland Am I pronouncing that right, Sean? Probably should have asked you before Alright, UNH men's basketball um, really cool of you to take some time out of your busy schedule, man, to come, uh, chop it up with us. So yes, let's sir. get, let's get right into it, man. Um, I figured it would make sense to start here. So you are going into your senior year, men's college basketball, university of New Hampshire. What does this look like from a logistics standpoint, from a scheduling standpoint with, uh, with COVID? How's everything going on campus right now? Um, so just recently we got back in the gym, uh, last yeah. week we started our lifting, um, so that's been going good for the week. And then this week on Monday, we started our like individual basketball workouts. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really good to get back in the gym. I probably haven't shot in that gym in like five months because it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. slow for the whole quarantine. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's slow, but, you know, it, it's a gradual process just with all the COVID and yep. all the protocols we have to follow. So it's slow. You. But, so you guys, about, uh, go ahead. Real, real quick, have you – what week do you guys reintroduce the uh, the windmill drills? The windmill drills. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know if everybody on our team could do that. So. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> not with a mask on. That's asking yeah, a lot. Right. That, that's pretty. That's not cool. Um, what about just like class class in general? Are you guys? Because my brothers are freshmen there. Mm-hmm. Are you guys back up to normal class schedule? Are you doing virtual stuff? How, how's that work? Yeah. So for my class schedule is basically like if there's like three three if there's like three classes in a week i'd go yeah. to class like mm-hmm. two of the days and then one of the days would be zoom and like vice versa so it's kind of like a like a like a i don't know what to call it but mm-hmm. it's like ha- half in class and half on zoom so gotcha. whenever whenever i'm not in class i'm in zoom and then vice versa what are zoom classes like is it as much of a shit show as you see on like twitter and stuff like that it, it just depends on like the <laughs> It really depends on because like some of the professors like they require us to have the video on and like be engaged and everything, but some professors are just chill about it and they don't really require you to like participate as much. So <laughs> that's I think insane, dude. Like, like that seems very easy to get away with not going if you don't yeah. have to be on video. Yeah. It um, is. I'm not saying you know you have to own up to any of those those behaviors. I'm sure you don't, but I know a lot of like shitty kids <laughs> I went to school with. And I don't see them going to class on Zoom if they don't have to be on video. Um, but anyway, so how does that work from like your basketball schedule standpoint? So obviously right now it's college football. It's kind of all over the place. I don't even know what the status. What's up with UNH football, men's football? Any yeah, idea? they're not. They don't have a season. They're, yeah, I think they're, they're planning on going in the, in the spring. Okay. Because I just saw like, sounds like Big Ten starting to come back to get their season going. Obviously, there's been some college football going on a, on a larger scale. But as far as hoops go, I mean, have you guys had to shift your – your schedule is the schedule out yet? Yeah, they just came out today with the announcement oh, nice. that we're going to start on the twenty, the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth. That's when like okay. basketball is like allowed to start. So okay. they haven't really came up with like a schedule yet because mm-hmm. it's all messed up. We're supposed to start on the tenth, November tenth. Yeah, but we moved it back to the the twenty fifth. So we haven't really came up with a schedule yet, but it's good. Gotcha. They they finally came up. They with have it. a schedule. <laughs> There's a date on the calendar where you're hooping. Is that pretty pretty normal? Like around mid to late November. Yeah, like we're, we're okay. still, but like early November, so it's just like a two or three week difference. So okay, cool. So let let me ask you this. I mean, obviously you're going into your senior year, so you also you played three years of hoops pre COVID. What are some of uh What are some of the main main differences you've noticed? 
Um, just like the access to the gym. Well, so far, yeah. just the access yeah. to the gym. Like you have to have, you have to sign in on a sheet to come in and like, yeah, you have to, there's like certain hours that you can't be in the gym. So that's probably yeah. the biggest difference so far. So are you guys, I remember we talked about this earlier when NBA like very early started going, I remember it was like videos of like the, the caps facilities and it was like Kevin Love and like one other guy could be in there literally shooting with a mask and a rebounder. And it's like, this is just like fucking crazy. Like it's going to take forever to get anything organized. Yeah. Are you guys back on to like, can you guys play like five on five, like legit scrimmage basketball? Or is it still? The only thing we can do is like shoot with a partner. That's the only thing we can do. That's the only contact, yeah. so it's like fifth grade PE class pretty much until you can get back up and running. Damn. That's crazy. Cause what about like class, like your in-person classes? That's like still like 20, 23. I mean, we just like social distance basically. And you have to wear a mask during class. So it's How's not that. It's, it's not bad. I'll it's, mm, okay. Respect. Um, any silver linings you found from any of the stuff in COVID? Any opportunities to, I don't know, work on anything like on your game you haven't been able to before or just fuck chill for a little bit? No, like during like the whole quarantine thing, I kind of like took it as an opportunity to get better because I felt yeah, like good. people have the excuse to like just chill, like you said. So yeah. I took the opportunity. Um, me and my coach back in Minnesota, we worked out almost every day. Uh, we okay, cool. like outside, hooping outside or just like running hills or stuff like that. So I, I definitely took it as an opportunity. Good, man. No, good for you. Um, that's one of the other things we, we kind of joked about, like on the NBA, when the NBA first went, you know, on suspension or stop playing or whatever, we're both Celtics fans. And it was like, I remember we we're listening to, I think it was like all the smoke podcast and it was like two months into it. And Jason, Jason Tatum casually is just like, I don't think I've ever really even picked up a basketball since all this started. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that's not great to hear. <laughs> and then it's like, it made us think like I picture, I'd actually be curious to get your take on this. You're a basketball fan. I just had like this, maybe this ignorant assumption that every NBA player is Michael Jordan and has like their own like full court gym and like amenities in their house. And then I'm at the same time, it's like, okay, this is also a 22 year old kid probably living in like in Boston yeah. He doesn't have that shit. So it's like, you could yeah. tell who, who kind of, you know, stayed with it during quarantine and who didn't, especially in those yeah. first like few bubble games. So mm-hmm. were, were you guys able to like, obviously not physically get together, like with your team and coaches, but did you guys stay in contact pretty consistently throughout, throughout all this stuff? Yeah, we would have like zoom meetings every week yeah. and then the coaches would just check on us and see if we're working out and stuff like that. So we definitely stayed in contact during quarantine. Okay. That's cool. And was that, that stuff, Again, college basketball, NCAA is crazy. Is that stuff like pretty heavy regulated as far as what you can do? Or is the offseason pretty open for whatever Harrion wants to do with you guys? Well, the offseason is supposed to be like a five-week on campus. Like we're supposed mm-hmm. to have like a five-week summer session. And mm-hmm. since we didn't have that, they didn't have like any rules or anything or regulations like that we could do by ourselves because they don't really have contact with us. But yeah, we're supposed, yeah. we were supposed to have like a, a summer session. And you weren't able to do that stuff. No, we weren't able to do yeah. that. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, all things considered, man, hey, you know, most of you guys, I assume, is most of the team pretty healthy? Did you guys have any COVID? No, we didn't, we didn't have good. any cases. So everybody so how, good. So. That's good news. How, how often do you guys tested? How does that work? Uh, two times a week. Okay. So. What kind of, do you guys get like the back into the yeah, it's like part the, of your yeah. brain or is it a little better? <laughs> have like a, they give us like a, a kit, like a, a self Self-test ah, DIY. Then, nice. We have to turn that in every like <laughs> Wednesday and Saturday. So it's not bad, oh, man. Is that pretty much, is that just for basketball or is that pretty much student wide? They're all doing that stuff. Whole, I didn't talk to my brother. Yeah. The whole student yeah. body has to do that. So, Damn, Oh, for damn. 
Oh all yeah, students definitely. have to do it twice a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I actually yeah. thought it was more frequent than that, to be honest. Cause I know my brother, he's like on my mom, like they give him the kit. And to my understanding, you know, I don't know if maybe you, you guys have a little more help to surrounded by, you know, athletics people to help you out. But my brother's like, I don't know how to do this shit. Like I'm just yeah. supposed to like do it and send yeah. it in somewhere. And I guess I find out if I have a, you know, mm-hmm. pretty dangerous virus or not. So it's crazy times, man. The good news is, you know, obviously it sounds like sports, at least, you know, winter sports, you guys are back up and running. Mm-hmm. What, what about fall sports in general? No volleyball, no, no anything? Volleyball, no, no soccer. Damn. Uh, what's, what's yeah. Gnarls and Wiley Cat doing this whole time? Just chilling out till the winter? They're on, they're on, they're on leave. Um, cool. So go ahead. I know you had a, a couple things you wanted to get. No, actually, the first thing I was going to ask you about was, was class. So like of mm. the classes that you guys like can go to, is it only the, the ones that are in like the biggest classrooms? Like the, or do you actually have some of like the smaller, like an English class with 20 people? So I take two in-person classes and they're both in like the same building, but it's not like a huge auditorium or anything like that. Yeah. Like a normal class size and then they just space us out. So it's like one at a table, one or two at a table. And then gotcha. we have to wear a mask and we have to wipe down our, our desk and chairs after. Yeah. You're, you're a sports studies major, right? Yeah, I think I saw that. That was my major as well. Oh, really? So we were over what building is that? In? It's the one right by the wit, right? New Hampshire hall. Yeah. New Hampshire hall. Yeah. Um, is it still like Karen Collins and who yeah. else? are those guys yeah. still over there? That, yeah. That's a good program, dude. They're, yeah. they're, they got some, they have some good, good people over there. Mm-hmm. What, um, I guess this is kind of a bigger question. So maybe it's not a quick one, but I mean, you know, outside of, outside of basketball, what do you, you know, what do you, anything specific in school you're studying or any internships or anything you, any goals after, after the season outside of basketball? Well, so after, after the season, I definitely want to like play pro. Yep. Well, that's a huge goal of mine. Hell yeah. Um, so I, I want to play pro for at least 10 years. That's the plan. And then once I get done with that, I want to like open my own business, mm-hmm. like my own gym and then have like a, my own AU team and like ha- have people come and rent out my gym. And that's, that's the biggest goal for me right now is just to focus on playing basketball. And I feel like that's going to be able to open up doors for me down the road. Hell yeah. No, I was going to say, man, I mean, we, we, I haven't, we graduated. How old are you? I'm 21. Okay. So <laughs> we were a class of 11. So, I mean, I haven't, I've been to a UNH basketball game in some time, but it, it, it's a very big hockey school, obviously. Um, even football starting to grow and stuff like that. But that's a competitive ass conference. Like there, there are, it's legit basketball. You yeah. know, it's Division One basketball. You know what I mean? So, I, I'm glad to hear that's up and running. Um, curious to see how it all works out. Uh, you know, I hope travel and everything go. I'm sure that's like the next big logistic thing. Obviously, you guys aren't traveling, you know, in airplanes all over the country and shit. Like, but that that that'll be good to see once that gets up and running. It's good to have some sense of normalcy, right? at least with sports on campus. So good news, man. I, I genuinely didn't know what the, what the status was with the season. So I'm glad you kind of have an actual idea of that, but yeah. um, no, that, that's great, man. That's a, that's a hell of a plan. And I think I will say there are some great professors and some great resources at the school outside of the athletics facility. Um, I dude, I still get like emails, email blasts from like those professors and shit, like about, you know, crazy opportunities and all this other stuff. So it, it, it's a great, it's a great family. It's a great major. Um, you know, I'm sure you've met some good people there outside of, you know, on the basketball team and shit like that. But, um, uh, so if you had, you had something you wanted to mention as well before I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Um, I was actually going to ask, I had a question about the, Oh, 
this wasn't a question that I had planned, but now I am kind of curious. What's the rule for you guys? Like you obviously like during last season, for instance, you can't just go to the wit and play pickup, right? Or can you? We can. You can. It can't be like like us would rather you didn't, but yeah, (laughs) I don't think he wants us to, but being like like a club sport or anything like that, like yeah, the murals or something like that. Yeah. Okay. We can go to the wit, but the the wit's actually the gym is actually closed at the wit right now. Ah, damn. Gotcha. Actually, I figured that that makes sense. That that makes sense. But like, so if you did, you know, when the season wasn't going on last year and you wanted to play a pickup game or something. Would you just get some of your teammates and go to Lundholm, or would you actually just go to the Wit and try to play a game there? Actually, like after the season, it was like real short after the season because we got cut off right away. But we yeah. played at the Wit a couple times. I mean, what is it called, the Wit or the Rec Center or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I mean by the Wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we went up there and played a couple times as a team, and then a couple of students like joined with us and played with us. So it was cool. Did and you the, ever? Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm leading towards. Did you ever like? Um, go and watch when the intramural leagues were going on? No, I didn't get a chance to. One of my teammates has a friend that plays in the intramurals, and he told me that, like, they're really competitive and they're not bad. They, they it are. It certainly depends. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depends <laughs> on which bracket you're <laughs> I used I used to ref intramurals a little bit, and I don't know who put these, like, matchups together, but there would be nights where it's like, a team like from the football team versus like the, you know, like a science team or some shit like that. And I'm just like, bro, we got to throw in the towel. Like someone's going to get fucking killed out here. <laughs> like this isn't fun for anyone, but no, some, there, there's some competitive basketball at the wit sometimes like, like, you know, just pick up basketball and stuff. Have you, have you guys done, it doesn't sound like you play there a lot, but have you guys gone down there before and, and found somewhat of some some competitive ball down there with non yeah, basketball players couple, yeah there's a couple like track players and like football players mm. that are actually pretty decent like i was surprised when i first played with them like they're, they're pretty good yeah that's what i was gonna ask so i was i was wondering like did you ever did you guys ever hear a word like oh yo you should have uh you should have been at the down at the wit the other day because the football team was like mopping up the competition you were just like man i wish i could get down there and fucking wax them yeah <laughs> football team's always fucking trash that they could always be, dude we know God that 100 percent. um <laughs> so you're from minnesota originally right yes sir okay so are you who do you, who do you follow in like like pro and college sports like from a fan's perspective um, are you a minnesota guy yeah i want to be a timberwolves fan but that's tough it's, isn't it certainly is it's um What's that? It's tough being a Vikings fan, too. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, I hear that. One thing I wanted to ask you um, that I think you give some good insight to. So coming out of high school, what is – because a lot of people, like from a recruitment standpoint, I mean, we watch, you know, ESPN 300 and, you know, Selection Day and all that shit. What, what is like a real – what is the real-life, like, recruitment process for you? Like when did you start considering playing college basketball? When did you start connecting with people? You know, when did you meet with Coach Harry and stuff like that? Can you walk us through that a little bit? So mine was kind of like different because okay. out of high school, I didn't have any like D1 offers mm-hmm. or anything like that. When I graduated, I had like one or two Division three schools and then a handful of JUCOs. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go JUCO out of high school, which is a junior college. Um, it just seemed like the best opportunity for me to, to play D1, which was always my goal. Yep. So I played at uh, my junior college, which was Sheridan College in Wyoming for two okay. years. I had 
a pretty, two pretty good seasons. And then towards the end of my, my sophomore season, Coach Ryan Harian, the assistant coach, he, uh, he offered me a scholarship after one of my games because he came out to watch me play in Wyoming. So I, that's, they, they offered me a scholarship, and then I came on a visit here to UNH. And since it was my only offer, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to, like, play at the highest level because it was always my dream to play D1. So sure. I took the opportunity and, and came to UNH. And That's dope, man. Yeah, congratulations. So what, what was some of your first interactions? Because we know, we don't know Coach Harian, but like I said, we were on campus when he was coaching and stuff like that. What, what were some of your first interactions with, with Coach Harian and how's that relationship kind of kind of um, been for you? I guess Coach He won't Harian, listen, so you can say whatever you want. He, he's, a, he's a great coach. I mean, yeah. he doesn't always come off the right way, but he always has good <laughs> intentions. Like, okay, cool. Sometimes he like doesn't say it the right way, but you know deep down that like he cares about it about us as players, yeah, and it's all that. But like my first impression was just the coaches were so nice; mm-hmm. they really wanted me to come here. They recruited me hard, and that was like the first time a coach really like wanted me to come and yeah. like had confidence in me. So that was that was a huge thing for my decision just to come here. The coaches yeah, had so much confidence. So, so be honest, you're from Minnesota. By the time you talk to Harry and you're playing in Wyoming, mm-hmm. could you point New Hampshire out on a map? Did you know anything about, about playing <laughs> up here? What, what was I, that kind of like? I didn't even know like <laughs> New Hampshire was like a state. It's real. It's the yeah. real deal. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know anything about the, the East Coast or yeah. anything like that just because the, the states are like so small. Yeah. So, uh, yes. it, it was crazy for me. What, what do you think? You like it out here? After I a like few it years? Here. I yeah. like it out here. The, the all the states are just so close like you could oh, go to maine awesome. 10 yeah. minutes away and you can go to massachusetts like 20 minutes away but yeah i like that it it's pretty dope yeah good man um so go ahead yeah we'll show you around if you uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um no man so you did you lead the team in scoring last year you must have been close uh, if you weren't yeah it was the leading score was like nine i mean 12.9 and i was like 12.8 so all right well, you're on this he, show, yeah. so you got him. You got him. We'll, we'll round up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite outside of like home games? What was your favorite or like coolest venue to play so far in the uh, like the years that you've been on the team? Um, I'd say UConn. I love mm. that. Though. Damn. When did you guys play at UConn? We played there last year. No shit. Nice. Um, like December, but yeah, it was. We, we were actually like winning most of the first half. Yeah. We were, like eighteen to five or something like that. And then mm-hmm. they came back or whatever, but it was, yeah. it was just the arena was just great. I think it's called the XL, the XL. Yeah. Like yep. That. Yeah, that was probably like, one of my favorites. And then we played at uh, St. John's mm-hmm. and down in New York. That was yep. that was pretty cool. And then everybody else in, in conference, I'd probably say the best arena to play in is UMBC. Mm-hmm. They have a really good facility. We played there for like the conference tournament, and it was just packed. And they had, yeah. they just had a, a great atmosphere. Have have you guys played any – obviously, you play out of conference, but what's the closest that you've come to playing, like, where, I don't know, like, friends and family from Minnesota could come? Nowhere close. Nowhere? <laughs> I wasn't sure if, like, you guys – I don't know. I've, I've seen UNH has played, like, obviously, this isn't even close to Minnesota, but I think a few years back they played Maryland, um, like, Carolina. Yeah. They play UConn every now and then. They played UConn when we were at school. I remember. We normally play UConn. I don't think we're playing UConn yeah. this year, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we're playing, like, VCU, North Carolina State. Oh, damn. One nice. other one other high major. Got you. So, what's, like, the main rivalry right now, would you say? Maine or? Um, probably Maine. 
Yeah. But, but like Vermont is the team to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are they good? Yeah, they're always good. Who, who won the conference last year? Well, it ended right before the championship oh, game. That's but right. Everybody that's thought. Fuck. Dude, that's, that's crazy now that you say that out loud. Like when March Madness was like canceled, yeah. that seems like five years ago. That's fucking crazy how, <laughs> how this whole year has been so like – so where were you – so that was like early March. So were you guys – it sounds like you were heading into what, like heading into postseason? No, like kind of the year? We played, so we played our game, like uh-huh. the conference tournament. Like we played our game. We lost mm-hmm. UMBC. UMBC played Vermont and lost to Vermont, and they were about to have the championship game against, mm-hmm. I think, Hartford. Yeah. And then that got canceled, so – yeah, I think good point. I think it was during like the conference championship week yeah. when because March Madness was literally like two weeks away, and yeah. the thought of them canceling that was like, Crazy. I remember literally being like, "All right, like that that's a little far. Like they're not going to cancel March Madness." And yeah, then right. <laughs> they canceled everything, including March Madness. But but no, that's shout uh, out that's, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that, that's, that's, that's crazy, man, to talk to someone who was actually like going through that. And you guys, obviously you were living on campus, I assume at the time too. So yeah. you guys were, wh- when did you guys, when did they shut down campus and just tell so, everyone to go home? Well, after our season, it was like spring break. Yeah. So everybody oh, comes nice. home for like spring break. So I thought I was going to be home for like a week or two and they, they ended up saying school was canceled. So I, I just back. stayed for the yeah. rest of the summer. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, us non-athletes were just like, all right, I guess we're just stuck at fucking home forever. Office is closed. <laughs> Can't get up my shots. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I was wondering, like, do you still get pregame butterflies at all, being a senior and now, like, being a seasoned veteran? Um, I guess, well, yes, I do. But it's not as bad because I just have, like, so many games under my belt in yeah. college. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing, to not have, like, Pre-game butterflies is just experience and because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Uh, you've been through it before. So, yes, you get, like, butterflies the night before but like and right before the game. But, like, I feel like when the game starts, they all go away. And you, for me, at least, they, most of the butterflies just go away and you just, I just play my game. It just becomes, like, kind of instinctual, right? Yeah, just because I have, I've been playing for four years. So, it, it, we'll call it basketball for four years. So, it's just you. experience that, that kind of – gets rid of the butterflies in my opinion i was gonna say you and you've i'm sure you played in a a ton of like important games in high school and state championships and shit no my high school team was bad oh really yeah we we didn't we didn't ever win in like i think my (laughs) senior year we won like five games the whole year so are you is that like a small town it's irondale right yeah, my high school is Irondale. It's in New Brighton, Minnesota, but it's not like a small town or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like ten or fifteen minutes away from Minneapolis. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you can say it's a suburb, but it's really close to the city. What do you think is colder, uh, out there or out in New Hampshire? Definitely in Minnesota. For real? Yeah. Oh yeah, I Fuck. agree. With that. Dude, there are days like correct me if I'm wrong, like minus like fifteen, like crazy like temperatures that aren't like, <laughs> real <laughs> that yeah. seem like sarcastic. So speaking of like pregame butterflies and stuff like that, what uh what what do you have like a pregame ritual? Do you have a meal? Do you have music? Do you guys yeah. have anything as a team? So like before the game I kinda like try to keep the same routine. Mm-hmm. So like when I wake up I like to meditate just to like focus on my breath and just keep that same breath my whole the whole day. And then I eat a meal or whatever. We have a team meal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then before the game, I always get shots up before with my coach. So we just have the same routine. And then once, once you get used to that same routine, it just becomes natural. For sure. What, what are you listening to pregame? Uh, my favorite artist is J. Cole. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's where we're going to have to cut the interview. <laughs> now, we got into a um, – No, I'm just messing with you. Not a heated argument, but I, I don't even know if I want to get into this. But I had a take that I got – we have two, like, famous takes on the show that we get blasted for. The first one is I love J. Cole. I, I like J. Cole. I think he's an outstanding rapper. I just feel like he doesn't – I don't know how to word this without getting shitted on. I don't – I just feel like he doesn't put out, like, his – his, I don't think his music is very good, but I think you think his features rapper. are better than his albums. Hundred percent. I think that, his I albums think a little, are a little underproduced and a little underwhelming. As so an indi- like in a vacuum, I think he might be the greatest rapper alive. But that's just you don't you, you don't think he has like hits? That's what you're saying. Yeah, like his. I just don't think his hits are very good. <laughs> like I like. Um, I'm thinking back. Like I like. I said Born Sinner. I love that album. Kod was pretty good. Forest Hills was good. But then it's just, I feel, I don't know. I just feel like it's a very big cult following. And I used to like him, like Soapy said, like on features, like he was on good music a lot with some of those guys, some of the Good Friday stuff. And then, um, I don't know. It's just funny you mentioned that. But hey, man, whatever, bro, whatever whatever, whatever works for you, keep, keep doing it. <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? You mentioned food. Um, being a UNH guy, what's your go-to dining hall on campus? Um, last year, uh i'd say yeah what's open like what's well, even like available i don't, to I don't have a, i don't have a dining plan anymore yeah eat off campus but i like uh what was it called phil philbrook philbrook yep. they have the yep. best breakfast yeah and then local has the best like lunch and dinner mm-hmm. so off campus just the same where, where, where do you like to eat off campus um i like d hop they have the best pizza um classic yeah I like all the, all the pizza places here are really good. They they have some bomb food. I don't know what's changed since we've last been there. Um, but yeah, like typically to like the right of D Hop, whatever that business is, that's like rotating every like two or three years. It's always different shit, but it's, it's usually very good. What's over there right now? Um, like if you're looking at D Hop oh, to the right, it's uh, JP's Grill. That's pretty good. That's crazy. Remember, it used to be JP's Eatery, and then like yeah. five other places went in there. There's like a fuck. There's like a macaroni and cheese restaurant, like a taco place. JP's is back. Yeah. <laughs> full circle. Do they still have? Um, this is completely unrelated, but I still want to ask. Do they still have? Uh, if you go out to, uh, what, what was the name of the? Um, not the dorm, but but the building that you were saying that most of your major is in, New, New Hampshire Hall. Hall. Okay, out there in that little like like grassy area, is there still the guy doing like the tightrope act? No, Dan, you remember <laughs> that, right? Yeah, that, I think that guy's dead. Probably from a tightrope accident. <laughs> you know, you're not going to believe this. It sounds fucking dumb, but yeah. Was, he, oh, no, was that, that guy like on like a library. unicycle? Two different people. There was a tightrope guy who went from like the library to like T Hall. And there was a unicycle. Is there, I don't know if you would know this. Is there still a unicyclist by chance riding around campus? <laughs> no. Juggling? He might have juggled too. I don't think so. Damn. Boy, how times have changed. <laughs> All right. You got you to gotta be on the lookout. Like if you see like an ultimate Frisbee game. <laughs> He's usually somewhere nearby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so a couple, couple of quick questions for, before we wrap up here. I want to respect your time. You mentioned, you know, we kind of mentioned you were, you know, someone of a Minnesota fan coming over. And I saw you post about KD earlier. Who do you, I guess you can look at it two ways. Who, who did you used to follow and kind of, I don't want to say like craft your game around, but who did you used to watch as, you know, a kid and, 
who, who do you kind of like now in uh, in today's today's game? So growing up, I was a huge Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I, that was my favorite player. Every argument is is Kobe's the greatest player for me in my yeah. opinion. So I, I definitely like. I just loved his mentality. I loved his game. Mm-hmm. I just loved everything about him, uh, basketball wise. So definitely Kobe. Uh, growing up, and then after he retired, I really like KD just because his game is so smooth and he can score at will from anywhere on the court. Uh, yeah. I really like Kawhi, even though he disappointed Oof. me a lot this season. Oh, That's a great no. <laughs> way to put it. Rather rather disappointing. Yeah, I don't want to get goodness. into that. But nah, it's like okay. Kawhi, um, <laughs> I like Dame. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of different players that I, I really like. It's a, it's, a, it's a good – I think this decade is going to be a very good decade for hoops. There's a lot of yeah. young dudes. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lot of – I don't even consider them older. Like I don't consider KD and Kawhi older dudes. I think yeah, they're just in their prime. You know what I mean? LeBron, I guess you can say that, but he's still, you know, arguably the best player in the game. Um, where were you when the Kobe Bryant news came out? Is that one of those things you remember exactly where you were, what you're doing? Yes, yeah, so I was here in my dorm. We just finished a game. Um, Damn. I, I was in I was in my room, and then everybody just started tweeting about it, and I just wanted to shut my phone off because I didn't want to believe it. You know, yeah. like it was just crazy to me because he was crazy. like. He was just like a role model to me, just like yeah. on and off the court, just because I just loved his mentality sure. and just just his approach to life. So it was yeah. Now we're we're both big Kobe guys too. I remember we talked about it before, obviously, but it's like it's one of those things. And you obviously brought up Twitter. It's just weird how like that's nowadays, especially NBA Twitter. That's like the go-to platform for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. When the news first came out, it was like, dude, this like this this is even worth my time. Like this has hoax written out. Like this is so yeah. Like such an un quote-unquote unbelievable story i was like what a random person to go after to like do a hoax about but yeah. then you started seeing like nba like blue check mark guys come out with tweets and then whoa and it's like no fucking way and then it just went every late then it's like his family might have been on the plane it was just his daughter we don't yeah. know if they're alive or not that was just that whole day was just crazy and then i remember specifically it kind of culminated at the end there was some special on espn i think it was jerry west who they had on who just broke down and it's like, this is like about as real as it gets. Cause yeah, like you're obviously a little younger than us, but that's still one of the guys who I grew up watching as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, and now as an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those guys who like, if you, if you rattled off a hundred names, he'd be the last one. I believe you've told me like died in a helicopter crash with his daughter, like out of nowhere. So yeah. crazy, man, crazy stuff. Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> please. <laughs> what's uh, what's something about being in New Hampshire that surprised you that you had like, I don't know, completely no expectations about, good or bad? Um, I'd say being on campus with the lack of diversity mm-hmm. on campus. I didn't, I didn't like expect it to be like that. But That's fair. When yep. you go on campus, the only like people that are now non-white are athletes mm-hmm. so that was, that was just a no big... that, that's 100 fair yeah. we, we we talked about that before in an episode like during obviously when a lot of this stuff was you know really starting to peak early in the summer mm-hmm. um i mean soapy's obviously you know not white but it's like being on campus yeah it's I, i'm actually glad you said that because i didn't know if that was just like an ignorant thought like you know oh like there's not a lot of diversity here anyway and then you know the non-white students are on the on an athletic team that just yeah. sounds ignorant to say but 
it's, it's pretty much true for the most part. It's just yeah. kind of is what it is. What was it like back in Minnesota? Was it a little more, at least where you, the area you well, grew up in? I grew up just around almost every culture. Like, okay, cool. Black, white, Mexican, Asian, everybody. Yep. So like coming here, it was just a lot different. That was probably the biggest. Yeah. Biggest that Culture shock kind of. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's certainly a fair assessment. Um, did, go ahead. Did you mention, did you do a tour of the campus before yeah. you came on? You did. Uh, yeah. Obviously, actually, that's not easy to tell regardless. Yeah. But yeah, I did come for like a weekend and then all the guys showed me around and, and everything. It was a good visit, but yeah. I didn't really notice it because I wasn't really looking. But yeah. Right. What, I mean, yeah. like I said, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So kind of rewinding a little bit. So we talked about your, your recruitment process with Harry. And so what does it even look like? What does that first outreach look like? Like, did you get a call to your cell phone or do you have to go through like your coach or? um so parents or something the assistant coach coach harian yeah ryan harian yeah yeah ryan harian he came to my game in wyoming and i had a pretty good game and then after that game he texted me he just said that he liked the way i played and everything like that and he's gonna keep watching me so and then after the end of my season they offered me a scholarship and i I coach the head coach he called me Mm-hmm. And he was the one that offered me the scholarship and then they just wanted me to get come on yeah. campus for a visit right away because they really it's crazy me. so tell i mean me, tell me how good that feeling was i was gonna say your call. goal was to play d1 basketball you got a call saying hey we want you to play d1 basketball what, what was that like it just felt it was like such a relief yeah because right. so hard because you were at juco when you at yeah. that time right yeah. yeah and my juco was like so good like we won 30 games both years and we yeah. had some really good players and some of my teammates had like 30 D one offers and I only had one. So like, it was just definitely a relief to finally get that, that first offer. That's crazy. So you also mentioned, I mean, your aspirations are to play pro one way or the other, how, I guess, like logistically would, would that work? Are those conversations and connections and real things you're, doing now or you know is harry in helping out with that stuff how, how does that how, how do you envision that to look assuming that's going to happen yeah. so right now i can't talk to any agents or anything like that just because the ncaa rules gotcha so After, like when rich paul calls your cell phone you can't answer it yeah like legally gotcha <laughs> no i can't gotcha no you, you can talk to him but you just i can't. will of course he's coming on after i'll put in a good word yeah yeah but uh so after the season i'm planning on meeting with a couple agents and deciding who I'm going to sign with. And That's then phenomenal. after that, they like try to connect you with either like the NBA G league or overseas mm-hmm. teams or anything like that. And then if a team likes you, they, they want to sign you and then you just sign with them and then you go from there. Yep. Bro, main red claws right down the street from where I live. Yep. <laughs> we got some ballers. You look good in green. <laughs> hey, speaking um, of which, well, I just got to ask you, like having, having been here now for a few years, do you like start to adopt any of the Boston teams at all? Or are you strictly Minnesota? Um, I like the way the Celtics play. I'll say that. I like that answer. I like, I like the Celtics. Favorite like player? On the Celtics? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. Okay. Good, sure. good answer. Fair enough. Good answer. Let's, last question, then we'll let you get <laughs> out of here. Um, so playing, it sounds like you watch a decent amount of NBA pro ball, playing college ball, high school ball. What are, what are some of the main differences you see as far as gameplay, as far as tempo, as far as skill set? Because we were talking earlier, it seems, especially the Celtics last night, it's a lot of ISO, it's a lot of you know, slow ball, small ball. What are some things you 
you know, what are differences you see? What are some things you like on one end or the other? Any, any, any thoughts on the, the difference between the two? Yeah, so in the NBA regular season, I feel like they don't try at all. That's just my That's opinion. Just Big because. agree. <laughs> Yeah. They have, I mean, I get it because they have like an 82 game schedule. It's crazy. Yeah. Go hard every game because you're going to burn out at the end of the season. Right. Mm-hmm. In the NBA playoffs, I just feel like they play so much harder and the mm-hmm. defense is so, so much better in the playoffs. And then I think the biggest difference is just the skill set of the NBA players are so much higher. Yeah. Um, you can't really do certain things you can do in college because, oh, shit. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Oh, that. Are, you, are you in the bathroom or something? With no, I'm in the, I'm place? In like a lounge or something like that. Oh, good. <laughs> playing. Um, what about that? Oh, in the NBA, you can like, you can't switch because the, the guys are so skilled. Like, you're right. gonna good point. Alive. And then in, in college, like you can switch, you can go under screens, you can do yeah. certain things because most college players have weaknesses, but in the NBA, right. they don't really have... Well, the star players don't really have any weaknesses. Meaning, like, there's not as much of a mismatch if you switch in college? Yeah. Like, in college, you want to, like, take something away from a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if someone's not a great shooter, you want to try to let them shoot. Or if yeah. they're a great shooter, you want to make them drive. But in the NBA, you can't do that. Good point. So is that kind of how your your defense is set up? It's pretty fluid in the sense yeah. that – Yeah. Okay. That's so a good point. Try, in college, you try to take away – what they do good and make them do what they're not comfortable with. Bold strategy, but I think it makes sense. Um, <laughs> what about the transition from high school to even JUCO and UNH? Was that a big, like, holy shit, like this is, this yeah, is a real the game deal now? Yeah, a lot faster. Because yeah. in high school, you can literally, I, I could literally do whatever I want. Like, I could shoot whatever <laughs> shot I wanted to. And yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get mad at me or take me out. But right. in college, like, you have to, like, follow the system and do what the coach wants. So that's mm. the biggest difference. I, I just picture like some of the, I'm, I'm sure you've seen them like some of those high school that high school tape of like like Zion whatever the hell division he played in yeah. that's just like bro like yeah help a brother out like what are you doing he's <laughs> played against like Harry Potter <laughs> just posterizing these poor yeah. kids um so you mentioned you know the playoff atmosphere what are your thoughts on kind of the bubble in general the the on court at least are you are you pretty impressed with how they've kind of put it together and the level of competitiveness and everything yeah, I think the, the yeah, bubble was a great idea just because yeah. they, all the players wanted to play. So they gave them a platform to play. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's that big of a difference. It's obviously a huge difference with, like, the fans and, right. and everything like that. But uh, I feel like they did a great job of just trying to make it seem like they weren't in a bubble, kind of. Like, I, I agree. No, you said that before. I think from a production standpoint, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, if you're, what like – Game seven, like Toronto, Boston, that was a playoff atmosphere. Crazy. You don't even remember like it's not in the garden or in yeah. Toronto, wherever it should have been. But yeah. what, what about, do you, do you envision them either at, you know, um, like when it comes time for March Madness or conference play or anything, do you, do you hear anything or do you envision the NCAA doing anything like that once it gets down to a smaller pool? Yeah, they haven't came up with anything like official yet, but yeah, I feel like they are going to try to put us in a bubble. I think so, probably. Like just for conference play. Yeah. And then for the tournament, I feel like they're going to try to do a bubble. I mean, March Madness is somewhat like that anyway. You know, it's pretty regional each round. I assume yeah. they're all in – I assume each team doesn't have their own hotel anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, man, that, that, that'd be good to, good to see. So, anyway, we'll, we'll, before we let you go, man, just want to say good luck with the season coming up. Thanks again for, for hopping on with us. Sounds like we got some good news coming out of uh, uh, your, your boys' season this year. So, mm-hmm. before we let you go, where can everyone um, 
find you on social media and, and follow you throughout the season? Um, all of my platforms are Sean underscore Sutherland for Instagram uh, and Twitter. So you can follow me on there. All right, man. Sounds good. Um, Sean Sutherland, UNH basketball. Good luck. Uh, good luck the rest of the way, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, bro. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. Swag out of honey climbing, baby. Yeah. Lights of a dawn, lights keep glowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on, with something crazy on my arm. Uh-uh-uh. Here's another hit, Barry Bond.